Hello, everyone. I'm Alan Mellish, Director of Events and Online Content at the Human Capital Institute, and this is 9 to Thrive HR, your source for education, expertise, and knowledge on all things talent. If you just can't get enough of this kind of thing, check out hci.org for more free, amazing content like this. Today's podcast is brought to you by HCI's Accelerate Your Workforce Planning virtual conference on February 24th. If you're interested in attending this or any of our virtual conferences, you can learn more at hci.org forward slash conferences. Today, my guest is May Kim, Global Workforce Planning and Analytics Leader at Eaton Corporation. And May is going to be presenting at the Workforce Planning Conference this year. And so we are so delighted to have May on the podcast to give you all a little sneak peek of what she's going to be talking about. And without further ado, May, welcome to Nine to Thrive. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excellent. So as we're setting this whole conversation up, I wanted to get a quick definition from you for the audience. What is a critical role versus other roles in the organization? What differentiates it from the others in your mind? Yeah, so this is really fresh in my mind because we're currently going through that at Eaton. Critical roles are really what counts towards how you're going to pivot your business as you look at your strategic plan. So business leaders, oftentimes you have a strategic plan that goes out to three to five years. And in some cases, a product group might be staying steady. You know, we're we're in a really sweet spot with our competitive advantage. In some cases, businesses are pivoting or turning their focus into a lot more of the strategic moves or big moves that they need to make for the business, whether it is electrification, whether it is a pivot to uh, look at your current industry trends. You know, for example, if it was our case, GM just announced that electrification is going to be their key goal. So that certainly changes your business environment and and forces you to think about critical roles that way. What do we as an organization need to do to pivot our roles to head towards that direction as well? So critical roles are really what you want to analyze in regards to where you want to go strategically, how do you want to stay competitive, and what skills you need. And then you back into what roles will support those skills or will have those skill sets. So, you know, that's interesting. I like how you're starting with the skills before you get to an actual role, because I guess, especially in your industry where things are changing all the time, technology is changing, probably the roles that are really important to delivering on your strategy right now are going to change in, you know, the role may not exist yet. So it doesn't always make sense to start with the role, but go with the skills first. Is that, uh, is that a fair assumption? Yes, yes. And and you will find oftentimes that it is extremely difficult to start with the skill sets because the way our HR industry, HR infrastructure is set up is to go by common titles, common roles. And so even with your standard ONETs or your Department of Labor catalog of roles, a lot of them are actually focused on titles, right, and roles. And so it requires you to really look at it from the lens of skill sets and be on the bleeding edge of identifying the skills and tying it back to what you know to be common titles in the marketplace. And that's a really hard challenge to undertake. Yeah. And so as we're talking about this, I also want to understand how does conversation and guidance and collaboration with uh, business leaders help all this take place? How do you get to where you want by engaging with the business? 
I think the secret sauce to that is really looking at it from their lens. What are they trying to accomplish with their strategic plan and business strategy? They know how much they want to make. They know where they want to take the business, you know, three to five years, or sometimes they don't, but they directionally know where they want to go. So the secret sauce to this is really to pull that thread, right? To have the conversation with the business leader such that you're able to pull the thread of what their thinking is around where they want to go three to five years, you know, they have it on the plan somewhere, pull that out and then facilitate the conversation such that they see it from the lens of their workforce. And the way you can do this is through the strategic capabilities that you need to support their strategic plan and goals. And then you back into what do they need in their workforce in terms of skills to support those capabilities. So if you start the conversation from where they are at, it usually works. And that's what I'm going to talk more about in my topic at our conference. That's fantastic. This is something that, of course, anybody who's been paying attention to workforce planning for the past several years, I think, struggles with or has struggled with at different places in their career where it's really hard to get that linkage between where the business is going and then how does that filter back to the kind of skills and competencies that I need to get them there. So one other thing I wanted to cover before I let you go, May, is that we're at a moment where change in the economy is happening all the time, and it's really quick. Sometimes you got to change on a dime. So the question is, do you think business leaders are even capable right now of slowing down enough to talk about strategic workforce planning or identify what their critical roles and skills are? I love that question because you can see a lot of changes happening, especially in the energy industry, right? And how we are viewing the whole business around transportation and electrification. That's kind of the hot items today. And that's what, you know, Eaton being in the power management business, it really is what keeps us up at night, right? How do we kind of follow through with some of these really hot trends these days? Now, One of the challenges is really to stop yourself as a leader from moving too fast, too quickly, without really looking at the evidence, without really looking and taking a step back and saying to yourself, how can I be more thoughtful and strategic about what steps do I take? What actions do I make in order to go after the skills that I want so that I can be competitive moving forward in chasing after some of these trends, right? There are leaders in our field that are really going out there in a bleeding edge. How do we then support some of these customers that are going after those trends or or actually leading the way in these kinds of um, announcements, right? So for example, like GM and Apple coming up with the more recent announcements of driverless cars and, and electric vehicles going fully electric by 2035, Those are things that impact us as a business-to-business organization. And the challenge is, let's try to figure out what we need to do from a skills perspective before we act too fast and too hastily. Of course, there's going to be this panic and desire to want to do things and to take action. The caution, I would say, is to let's look at the data. Let's look at the insights. 
let's really pause and be really thoughtful and strategic about our next steps in terms of our workforce planning. That's where I want to leave you with because I want to be able to talk and explore more about this at my topic. Excellent. I think that's a wonderful preview. So thank you so much, May, and we will see you at the conference. Thank you so much, Alan. It's great to be here. Thanks, May. And for all ideas related to HR, come visit the Human Capital Institute at hci.org and visit us on the conference page at hci.org forward slash conferences. Don't forget to like us, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Smart Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Alan Mellish.